Hello and welcome to Freedom From Fear, a German New Medicine podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Newberry. And I'm your other host, Abigail Puccioni. Please be aware that nothing discussed here on this podcast should be taken as medical advice. Consult your trusted professionals and your own inner knowing before making any health decisions. Welcome back, everyone, to our Freedom From Fear podcast for episode two. We will be diving into what is a paradigm and the paradigm shift going from Western medicine, uh, which was a lot of my story. I left uh, the nursing field six years ago and kind of skipped the holistic stuff and kind of went right into GNM. <laughs> and Abigail will be sharing more about leaving the holistic mm-hmm. realm and what that experience was like getting into GNM and how GNM is different than both, um, both the holistic world yeah. and Western medicine. And just really brings a lot of peace and freedom from a lot of the just perspectives of both the holistic world and Western medicine. Yeah. Hence the title of the podcast being Freedom from Fear. (laughs) So yeah, I know that um, both Ashley and I, I feel like on our, you know, social medias throw around the word paradigm an awful lot. And if you're, you know, somewhat new to GNM, you've probably heard this term thrown around and, and some people might be like, okay, what, what the heck do you mean by paradigm? You know, what's a paradigm shift, you know, all this stuff. So we wanted to dive into a, a juicy conversation, if you will, on kind of exploring um, the different paradigms. And, and we're going to be talking about, you know, paradigms related to health right? So the conventional medicine paradigm, which is the most mainstream, of course, and then the holistic health paradigm, which is becoming more and more mainstream, honestly. I mean, the wellness industry, as we'll we'll talk about, is, you know, booming. Uh, And then the GNM paradigm and how that is different from the first two and how, you know, the, the modern medicine paradigm and the holistic paradigm are actually way more similar than one might think. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's what we're going to be diving into. So Ashley, do you want to start us off with our dictionary definition of paradigm? <laughs> yes. We thought this would be important to include. <laughs> yes. Cause you know, especially like we talked in the, the first intro episode, um, German New medicine has a lot of, uh, language around understanding the biology of the programs mm-hmm. and stuff. And so we want to make sure that you understand also like, yeah, like what is a paradigm? So according to the internet, (laughs) um, uh, a paradigm is a set of theories that explains the way a particular subject is understood at a particular time. Mm -hmm. So to put that in even more basic terms, a paradigm is the way that you see things, right? The way that you are, Mm -hmm. it's it's a perspective um, or your perception of any one particular subject. And in this case, since we're talking about health, um, the way that you see your body, your symptoms, your health, and how all these things work together and how, right, GNM is, is different, goes against the grain of Western medicine and holistic medicine. And, um, yeah, so Abigail, if you want to talk about 
a little bit of your experience and kind of mm -hmm. how Western medicine and holistic medicine are actually more similar than most of us have thought about or would like to believe, especially right. if you're in the holistic realm. <laughs> and I think also another, just to add on to that definition, like another way that I like to say it in, in very simple terms is, you know, a paradigm is your framework, like, you know, a framework for understanding the world around you. So some people mm -hmm. use the term framework instead, which I like, uh, but also, you know, even simpler, just the lens through which you see the world, you know, yeah. imagine, you know, changing out your prescription, you know, contact lenses or whatever, and, you know, it affects how you see the world around you. Right. And so that's kind of, in, in you know, the most simplistic way of understanding this, learning things like about GNM and learning GNM knowledge, it will affect the way that you see everything around you in terms of, you know, mm -hmm. health and the body and, and symptoms and everything. So, um, yeah, I actually, I think you should start Ashley, because let's <laughs> unpack the, you know, modern medicine paradigm first, which I know you have the most experience with. So, I mean, obviously, you know, I do too. I, you know, um, my dad's a doctor, a conventional doctor. I, definitely grew up very firmly rooted in the conventional paradigm. I used to be extremely, um, you know, hypochondriac, you know, and mm. definitely would go to the ER for like any little thing. So I definitely have my experience in the conventional realm, which I'll talk about. But since you, you know, are a registered nurse, you know, why don't you talk a little bit about your journey in that paradigm and kind of like how you found GNM? Yeah. Awesome. So we're going to actually go to pre-nurse, Ashley. I was a <laughs> certified nurse's aide, um, did that through throughout college um, when I was going to nursing school. And <clears throat> so I was like more of like a caregiver role where I'm helping elderly residents like go to the bathroom, get cleaned up and changed. And, you know, so I wasn't passing the meds or... Um, you know, doing the the medic medications or creams or mm -hmm. whatever kind of things the residents um, were prescribed, but I saw how much that all of these nursing home residents, you know, and they're elderly. Like usually, the average range was seventy something to like nineties or a hundred. So, mm -hmm. you know, they're getting up there, and just yeah. how much. Uh, kind of drama, I would say, was around, you know, like, I need to get these meds, and just how much um, fear there was about, you yeah. know, any symptom or any change or any, oh, I got this, you know, rash on my arms. Like, I, I had mm -hmm. this one resident that just had a, not going to say standard, but just consistent rash on his mm -hmm. forearms, on the, the top of his forearms. And you'd have to, like, wrap his arms with like gauze and like mm. salve and stuff because it was just he was in a lot of pain and it was itchy yeah. and um and so like understanding GNM I'm like oh it was like that was a separation conflict and because it was yeah. on the outside he's like you know wanting to like separate from other people and kind of like sure. stand his ground and but you know, at that time, I didn't really know GNM. I didn't know GNM yet, and um, you know, I was just doing my best to like support and take care of these people. When you know, this is probably going to be the last place that they ever live. And mm -hmm. but it was it was hard, and I kept seeing you know the same symptoms with people over and over and over again. Just the fear 
and we'd have to put we would put people in isolation and have to like gown up and stuff or wear like a mask to go in their room depending on you know what they were like diagnosed with Mm -hmm. and I remember feeling like so it it was so hard for me to then connect with them when like you have this extra like you're wearing this extra thing on your body and it was like you know we're like taught to like oh be afraid of whatever germs that they have and it was really dehumanizing to see the residents that I was taking care of in this way Mm -hmm. and it just kind of broke my heart because and and now knowing GNM I like understand it you know from a way different perspective um but it made it really hard to see them like from this more human perspective because you're just you're kind of treating them as this thing that needs to be fixed that there's something wrong that there's something broken that you know and there's always especially with elderly people it seemed to be this drama about every single thing it was like oh and then this happened and then you know and then I had to go to the hospital for this and it was just it was hard because yeah. I wanted to connect with these people from a human to human level. And my, my role as a nurse's aide was, you know, less medical and more of like the, the helper supporter, mm-hmm. like help them with activities of daily living ADLs as we mm-hmm. call them. And so then when I moved into nursing, cause I did work as a nurse at the nursing home for a mm-hmm. few months before I got my hospital job. And that was insane because you have like 20 <laughs> patients, all the meds mm-hmm. are crushed and applesauce or pudding. And like, then they all, a lot of them have like, um, they need to get their blood sugar checked before meals and get their insulin. And right. it was just so unsustainable and so like just gut wrenching because they also saw me as a nurse's aide. So they were like, oh, can you take me to the bathroom? And like, I couldn't because I'm like, I have like 19 more patients and that's not my role anymore. So that was Mm -hmm. also like a whole other thing to kind of go from the the aide to the nurse role within the same facility where residents Mm -hmm. have known me for years in this one role. Um, And then they're like, oh, why, why, why can't you do it now? And, um, but that was, that was rough um, being in the nurse role at the nursing home because I felt like I couldn't take care of the residents at like in the way I wanted to because I just didn't have time right and um it just it made it really challenging to support people in the way that I felt like they deserved and I, I couldn't do that like I just I didn't have the time and then I would get behind on meds and which was not good because then you can you can't really like recover from that if you keep yeah. being behind. Um, and then I was starting to work at the hospital doing my like training as a new nurse, and um, I was going to a chiropractor office, and so I was already a little bit. I mean, I had my, I had my foot in both camps for a while um you know both the holistic like the chiropractor world and then the nursing world as I was studying to be a nurse and then working as a nurse um at the hospital 
which was <laughs> very interesting and challenging because I felt like every day I went to work, I was kind of fighting myself in my head. I'm like, oh, I'm seeing, I'm seeing these symptoms from a different perspective than what I was taught, but yet I can't voice this other opinion or this other perspective because I might get fired or, you know, like something, some negative consequence might happen. And I had just, you know, put all this money into college to go to school and be a nurse. And so I also felt like, okay, I have this other information and was just starting to dip my toe into GNM. Um, one of the chiropractors there, um, Melissa Sell, which I'm sure a lot of you probably know, she was actually my chiropractor back when I lived in Michigan. And um, so I'd been following her on social media mm-hmm. and she started talking a little bit about GNM and had made her um, one of her YouTube videos. And I was like, oh, this <laughs> makes way more sense. I was like, oh yes. yeah, this is like, holy cow (laughs) (laughs) it kind of blows your mind a little bit I'm curious though to um to ask about you know when you were working in the hospital and very much immersed in the conventional medicine world did you ever notice that you know people were asking kind of the deeper questions like the deeper why like okay but why do I have this and you know someone else has this like did you ever see that questioning or was it just purely symptom management band-aid approach we just want to make your symptoms go away and kind of like whack-a-mole, you know, like if symptoms pop up, we just, you know, deal with it. Right. But like not really looking at what's under the surface as far as like a root cause. Well, I worked in neuro funny enough. So a lot of people were getting brain surgeries, which is like Mm. a major no, no now understanding German new medicine. Um, And I guess what was like most interesting, I worked in neuro, so I worked with a lot of stroke patients and then seizure patients. So there was actually um, part of the the floor I worked on that was dedicated to people's main symptom was seizures. And we would actually uh, set up their stay and hook them up to an EEG and try to induce seizures to see where it was coming from in the brain. Okay. And so we would like sleep deprive, do flashing lights, mm-hmm. like strobe lights and um, wow. bring in their family member that would always uh, trigger them. <laughs> Interesting. But, so like in this very, you know, safe environment, yeah. try to bring on a seizure to see where it was coming from in the brain to help with like um, medication changes and or possibly surgery, or um, there was like some implantation devices they would put in the brain to help stop mm-hmm. stop the seizures. Right. So that people could have a more, you know, normal life and not always be afraid of, you know, having seizure or something. Sure. Um, so do you find though that the focus was more on, okay, how do we, you know, manage the situation, fix the seizures, you know, help them have a more normal life? versus understanding okay what is actually causing this and like why there was a little like one of the epilepsy doctors or a couple of them they were more focused on like kind of like what's underneath Mm -hmm. but not to the degree I mean not to the degree of GNM of course but not to the degree 
of okay if we find the root cause and we can do something about it it was still more about symptom management management mm -hmm. and um like the 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 cure was meds or surgery like cut the cut the part of the brain out that's causing causing yeah. the seizure or give them meds to stop the seizure like that was really the goal um and it was it was hard to be part of that um yeah because even though they're in this you know quote safe environment mm -hmm. um you know like trying to get them to have a seizure just feels kind of like <laughs> against um you know like the do no harm yeah. i mean ultimately like their focus was to then figure out med changes and stuff and usually right. the people that were coming in you know, we're having an increase in seizures or different mm -hmm. types of seizures than they were before. So they wanted to figure out med stuff um, so that they could, again, you know, live a more normal life. Sure. So um, what was your transition like, you know, once you found GNM, you found, you know, Dr. Sell, she was your chiropractor. Um, you started, you know, watching her YouTube videos and were exposed to this idea. And then you know, you were talking about how it was kind of hard, like, okay, being in the nursing world and the conventional medicine world and kind of, you know, describe when you reached, I guess, a breaking point, you could say, <laughs> which you were like, okay, enough, like, this is not in alignment anymore. I probably reached that point a lot sooner than I actually made the decision to leave nursing. Okay. I know I did. Um, I... Sure. I worked with Steve. Steve is Melissa's partner. Um, I, I worked with both of them like on and off for a few years. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that I, I knew that as also nursing school was a lot different than actually practicing, practicing as a nurse, especially in the mm -hmm. hospital setting. Nursing school is a lot more holistic and more like education focused and you kind of like support the the patient with right. like all things in life and diet and exercise and not just like this is your symptom here's yeah. your meds um which is kind of the hospital focus it's sure. just like sure. you know people are in some type of health crisis it's essentially like putting out fires yeah yeah exactly yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but I, so I didn't know what to do with it at first. Cause I'm like, I'm learning this, this new way of seeing everything, seeing the world and symptoms and health. And, mm -hmm. but I just went to school and paid all this money and I'm just starting this new career. And so I was like, I'm not sure what to do with this information. Right. So, um, I, I was kind of in like a, you know, what do I do with this Limbo. For, for a couple of years? Um, yeah. I stayed in nursing for three years. Also, that was when I was able to get all my retirement money from my company I worked for. <laughs> so I literally quit a week after my three-year mark. Um, mm -hmm. And, but I still, you know, I still didn't know what to do after that. Because um, mm -hmm. I knew I wanted to do something with GNM, but I just, I wasn't sure what that looked like. I've never right. been an entrepreneur before having my coaching business. So it was like, I don't know what that looks like. And like, I don't, you know, and, um, you know, then all obviously like our own conflict coming, come into play, like, oh, am I good enough to like 
teach this or help people or, you know, like how would that look? Right. So a sure. lot of those, you know, it's limiting scary. beliefs <laughs> came into play. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And when I left nursing, I got a lot of flack for it from my colleagues, from my family, from my friends. Um, it was uh, just very shocking and very hard for me to deal with all of that when it was coming from all sides. Like I felt like no one really supported my decision to leave and to figure out, oh, what do I want to do? Who am I? Right, this is the identity conflict. Like, where where do I fit in, and and what what yeah. do I want to do? That's like separate from. This is what you should do. This is how you yeah. should behave. This is how you should live. Like, oh, this is a good job, job mm-hmm. security. You're helping people, and and I'm just like, but I'm miserable, and I don't see people getting better. This is not what I want to do, and I don't feel like I'm really helping people. Like, people are staying sick. And they're not, yeah. they're also not in a place to take personal responsibility and yeah. actually like get better. Um, but that was really hard when, yeah, my family, my friends, my coworkers, like they were all just like, you are crazy. Why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. Like what, like questioning, like, oh, what else? Like, what are you going to do now? And I'm like, I don't know. And they're like, oh. <gasps> You know, and I think that this is a really common thing, though, in both the the medical mainstream model and the holistic realm. You know, there's a lot of um, pushback sometimes for going against the grain in this way and for having these, you know, beliefs that kind of very much challenge the modern medical industry and the holistic wellness industry, right? Their businesses, their, you know, ways of making money. And, you know, people don't always like it. And especially I've noticed this a lot, people that have businesses, you know, based, I see this, of course, I'm speaking from my experience in the holistic realm, but, you know, when people have businesses based in some sort of like supplement company or wellness coaching business or whatever, helping people with detoxing or something, there's a lot of, um, you know, pushback. And then at a larger systemic level, like with the, the modern medical industry, of course, there is huge incentive to push, you know, prescription drugs and to keep things status quo and to kind of gatekeep the research, you know, and, you know, only people at the top institutions can do this. And, you know, it's funded obviously by like big pharma and whatnot. And, you know, most of the time, so without getting too off track, um, you know, people um, are very incentivized to remain in their current worldview. In, In addition to just, it's very uncomfortable to change. It's very hard to question beliefs that, you've had your entire life, you know, a lot of people I talk to, you know, what in their twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, right? Like they have 20, 30, 40, 50 years, you know, being entrenched, you know, in very saturated in either conventional medicine or, you know, holistic wellness. And if that's been your predominant paradigm, and that's kind of the, the programming that you were, you know, raised in, it's really hard and uncomfortable to question, Mm. you know, your entire way of viewing health in the body, especially when it goes so against the mainstream. Right. So that's (laughs) like what we're going to talk about is, is unpacking. Okay. What, you know, what are the similarities and differences between these three paradigms? So, um, you know, you shared a little bit about your journey. Um, so I'll share about my journey with the holistic side of things. 
which I know you're obviously very familiar with the holistic realm, because I think probably a lot of people, you know, clients that you work with are probably coming more from the holistic side of things, because I do find that um, a lot of people in the holistic realm have had to transition from the conventional world, right? So mm-hmm. they've already gone through the process of going against the mainstream to a certain degree. So they're used to kind of questioning, you know, the the deeper why, okay, well, you know, why do I still have this chronic condition that no doctor can help me with? And, you know, people feel yeah. very gaslit by the medical world, right? Like, I know this was my story. I, um, so after, I mean, I, I won't get into like all my symptoms or anything, but I started uh, e-commerce lingerie business after university. I ended up moving to Europe and kind of running it from there. And while I was over there, I had a lot of just kind of, you know, weird chronic health issues mm-hmm. popping up left and right. I eventually actually had to close my business because I was so chronically ill mm-hmm. and really bad chronic pain. It was just like my whole world was kind of falling apart around me. Like my, I felt like, what is so wrong with my body? Like what, mm. what's wrong with me? Like I just got yeah. super unlucky. And so I had this very deeply held belief that I was, you know, messed up and that the world was out to get me. Everything was out to get me. You know, if, if something, mm. I actually had this belief, like really bad, <laughs> if something bad is going to happen, it's going to happen to me. And that was my entire worldview, you know, and I, I saw, you know, some of the top specialists in the world for certain things. Like I was diagnosed with osteoporosis at a very young age. I had, um, I was diagnosed with a a genetic disorder, Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, which, you know, the doctors attributed a lot of my chronic pain and other weird symptoms to, you know, and I Mm -hmm. I soon realized they really have no clue. Like they really don't like, they're just kind of, and and I don't blame people in the medical realm at all, because I do think that most of them. Um, you know, became doctors or nurses with very good intentions. I think a lot of them think that this is the best way to actually help people. So I do think that that the individuals um, have very good intentions, but, you know, they're part of a larger system, which profits off of your pain. They profit off of your symptoms. They are- And your fear. Right, and your fear. Yeah, mm-hmm. but as I soon realized, you know, and then that's how I got into integrative health. I decided- I'm going to go through this certification program, you know, the Integrative Health Practitioner Institute, um, so that I'm going to figure out how to heal myself, you know, which you can see this is coming from a very, you know, pure place. I was very, you know, motivated, like, okay, doctors aren't helping me. The modern medical realm is not helping me. Um, You know, they were more or less clueless, honestly. I mean, they could give you a diagnosis, but you know, I tried so many different kinds of medications and most of them didn't even work. And like, at one point I was addicted to pain meds. It was this whole thing. Mm. And so I entered into the holistic realm, you know, okay, I'm going to take back control of my life. And I do think it helped to a certain extent, not because of the actual changes I made, but because of the mindset shift, you know, like I'm going to take back power over my life and my body. And I'm going to figure this out because I'm going to heal myself if no one else can. Yep. So, you know, I go through this, you know, practitioner, you know, certification program. I did a bunch of different (laughs) certifications in the integrative realm. And I, oh gosh, I went through all the things that, you know, changing my diet, going gluten-free and dairy-free and thinking it was really about the food and all the toxins in the Mm -hmm. food. And people love to say how bad the food is in America, you know, how much garbage we put in it. And I'm not necessarily arguing that point. 
But I thought that that was at the root of my my health symptoms. This is why I'm so messed up is because of, Mm. again, external factors, you know, blaming things outside of myself. It's the food it's, you know, and then I got really into like the, um, you know, the mold, the chronic mold illness (laughs) (laughs) narrative, right. Where, you know, you attribute pretty much any symptom to the mold or the parasites. So I was doing, oh my gosh, I was doing, um, functional medicine, like liver cleanses and, you know, liver detoxing, um, I was doing like daily saunas, you know, my house was full of air filters and water filters and all the non-toxic things. I was terrified to eat anything that wasn't gluten and dairy-free and organic um, mm. and, you know, tested for, you know, heavy metals and mold. I did heavy metal detoxes and this is the work I did with clients as well. Mm-hmm. I did the mold, uh, mold detoxing protocols and supplements. I did the parasite cleanses and all of that, you know, all the if people are familiar with like cell core products, I mean, I was into all that stuff. Right. And I started noticing, um, with myself and, you know, with my clients that some would have some improvement, um, but then other chronic symptoms would remain or one chronic symptom would kind of go away, but then another would pop back up. And so it was like, we were (laughs) constantly on, um, you know, kind of like playing whack-a-mole with symptoms, right? Like I do a parasite cleanse and then this gets better. And then this gets worse or, oh, my favorite thing in in the holistic wellness world is attributing every symptom to detoxing. You know, I don't, (laughs) I don't know how much experience you have with this, but it is wild how people like how I used to be other like integrative health practitioners and holistic wellness practitioners, they'll be like, oh, well, if you're detoxing and you have all these symptoms, that's totally normal. Cause you're just, you're detoxing, you know? Yep. <laughs> so everything kind of got swept under the rug and categorized as like, Oh, that's just a detox symptom. So, you know, clients would tell me like, well, I feel horrible after this protocol. Like I don't feel any better. I feel worse. And I'd be mm. like, well, that's great. Cause you're just detoxing, you know? Yeah. So, and I, I do want to say, obviously some people do have great success with this stuff because, you know, they believe in it. I think that they're taking control of their health. They're investing money into themselves, you know, revaluing themselves. They're, um, you know, really taking a lot of time and effort and and, uh, with the intention of taking their health and their power back into their own hands. You know, Mm -hmm. this is what they think when they enter the holistic realm. And I can tell you most wellness practitioners out there in the holistic world also have great intentions. You know, they really do think that they're helping people and I'm sure that they are helping people to a certain extent. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation. We appreciate you being here. If you would like some additional support in navigating your health symptoms, we both provide coaching services from a German New Medicine perspective. Our Instagram handles and personal websites are linked in the podcast description.